Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. What is up, everybody? You are listening to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry. Hey, hey, we're here. Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry, and we are excited. This is episode... Number seven. Number seven. And so we are pumped to be on this episode. PJ, we have... Wait, before we get to the podcast, though, tell them. We've we've got something exciting today, but but if they want to maybe talk to us... Uh, give us a review on our podcast for sure, right? Let us know what you think. But if they want to send us a question, if they want to get in contact with us, how do they do that, PJ? You just email us at john at essentialcoaching.us or matt at Boom. essentialcoaching.us. Listen, today we are uh, kind of piggybacking off of maybe another podcast we've done about creating culture. We have two people that they probably have no they have no idea the legends we're about to introduce on this podcast, do they? PJ? Right, they have no clue. I mean, they're top notch guys. <laughs> top notch. <laughs> hey, we got. I thought I thought you were basically saying that like they have no idea that we're legends. I no, was no, like, no, whoa, no. you're really not, lifting us up right no, no, now. No, no, not us. We're not. We're not legends. But <laughs> but they're legends. They are legends. Th- got it. Listen, today our topic on our podcast is discovering and implementing your DNA. Right. into your student ministry culture. And we got two guys. Where are they from, PJ? They're from right here in our home state of Indiana. Our home state right. of Indiana. Now, we, they're not Hoosiers, though. One of them's from Ohio, and it, one I confirmed North, is unfortunately from North Carolina, and he's a Duke yeah, fan of I know. All it's actually uh, it's disheartening, actually. Yeah, I actually thought about unfriending him and not, not being his friend in ministry anymore when I heard he's You know, when fan. we were actually, when, when they called in doing the podcast and everything, I heard you almost disconnect. Yeah, almost. And that you almost, almost, hit, the, you almost hit the end conversation. I almost did. We do have, so listen, today we got Jonathan Ball yeah. and Devin Galloway. They're student pastors in Lafayette, Indiana. And, uh, man, we had a phone call with them that it was just great. And uh, so, PJ, let's do it. Let's go right to the phone call. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We are here, PJ and I, we are excited to have two amazing leaders uh, with us today on the podcast, Mr. Jonathan Ball and Devin Galloway. They are serving on staff together uh, in Indiana. We've had a chance to connect with them several times. PJ, I know you know them a little bit. What, What do you think of these two guys, man? I think they're the real deal, doing awesome things, not just in their church, but in their community. It's, that's one of, the, one of the things you love to see is it's not just about what's going on inside the four walls of their student ministry, their church, their ministry in general, but you can see them really making an impact, not just in their neighborhood, but you know, in their city, in their community, and, uh, and it's not just about what's going on right there. I love that. I love yeah, that. For sure, for sure. Jonathan Devin is such an honor, man. Such a privilege. I know we know you a little bit. Uh, Devin's even uh, maybe, I think, newer to the team. But uh, so, so we know you, you know, a decent amount. We've had some time to hang out, chat. But, hey, everybody who's listening, maybe this is the first time they get to meet you. Tell a little bit. Maybe, Jonathan, you can go first. And, Devin, uh, you can go. Maybe tell a little bit about yourself uh, personally, family, where you're at in ministry, uh, just some things happening. And then we'll kind of hop on to the topic today that we're going to be talking about discovering uh, your DNA, but just introduce yourself to, to everybody listening today. Yeah, man, for sure. Hey, uh, before I do that, though, man, Matt, let me just say to you and John, uh, thank you for what you guys are doing um, with this podcast. Uh, 
Devin and I were traveling uh, just a couple of weeks ago to Atlanta, and we took some time uh, to take in the things that you guys uh, were, were putting out. And um, for us to sit there and assess it through the DNA of our ministry, um, we just found it to be so valuable, man. So, so shout out to you guys for paving the way and just making a difference cool. uh, uh, for the kingdom and uh, for youth pastors across I'm sure the uh, sure the note taking session was very short as you listened. Yeah. To we don't we don't have much. But was, we got one note, man. We got one. Yeah. There you no, go. There you go. That's great. Hey, so yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I've been in ministry now for uh, for seven years, and uh, for the first uh, two and a half years, it was as a uh, volunteer youth pastor in North Carolina. And uh, was really privileged to see God do some incredible things and in some way, somehow, uh, was able to line up uh, with the position here. And so now uh, I've been at this church, um, First Assembly Community Ministries, for um, just over four and a half, almost five years uh, as a student ministry pastor. And, uh, and so, man, it's been an awesome journey uh, to be on. And uh, a couple months ago, actually back in September, uh, we hired a uh, Devin on and uh, man, he's been an incredible asset and uh, so anyway she's been in ministry a little bit longer than I have uh, but he can share a little bit of his story real quick I'll tell you about my family uh, I've been married for 12 years and uh, have uh, three kids uh, and uh, man they're, they're such awesome little little people and uh, uh, anyways man so Devin yeah so uh, I've, I've been doing ministry for about the last nine years I spent uh, several years kind of you know, as a lot of guys do, it's bivocational. Uh, I'm married. My wife and I will be celebrating our 10-year wedding wedding anniversary this year. We also have three kids, twin eight-year-olds and a five-year-old. Love doing nice. student ministry. We've been here in Lafayette, Indiana now for seven, seven or eight months. So uh, we're just uh, we're just living it up. That's awesome. Very cool. And that's what, and where, where are you originally from, Devin? Um, I'm from Ohio. Okay. Nice. So we got an Ohio guy and a North Carolina guy. Watch out. Watch out, man. That's, John, and Jonathan, if I remember correctly, are you're a Tar Heel fan or is it a Duke fan? Man, come on. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Duke fan. So yeah, that's right. The Tar Heels, man. Yeah, even though, even though I'm a big Kentucky fan, we've managed to halfway have a friendship. But it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> well, hey, hey, today we're talking about uh, discovering your DNA and how that applies to ministry, student ministry, even the church world. Uh, I know Jonathan, you know, again, we've had, we've had some, some time to hang out, um, you know, even share our hearts before. And this is something that always, man, you get, you get talking to Jonathan, PJ, we even attest to this, like DNA is just his passion, like how to create a culture, how to implement your DNA, just kind of just begins to flow out of him. Um, and even talking to you on the phone last week as we were sitting this up, you even talked about how Devin, it's just such a great team because he, he also exemplifies that. Maybe just share for a few minutes uh, the process of that passion. Like what makes you so passionate about that, Jonathan? Even, even Devin can, can chime in on that. But where does this passion come from? I know all of us have different things. that kind of is a vein that we run in. But, but maybe share the process of your journey of life, maybe how that's kind of come about. Yeah, well, you know, let me um... – let me start with this right here. You know, as we talk about discovering your DNA, uh, really what we're, what we're saying is uh, it's this deciding factor of what do we want to be known for in, in ministry? You know, what, what, is that, what is that single thing that sort of that, that traces throughout every part of our body, uh, meaning like our, our students and our leadership team, 
you know, our parents and everyone that's just a part. And so, um, you know, this is something that that's really uh, uh, become a passion of mine simply because uh, I have found myself many times uh, trying to accomplish everything. And I'm sure that Matt, you and John have been guilty of this. I know Devin and I, in our conversations, we've talked about the times where we have been guilty of this. Uh, but basically, we find ourselves in seasons where we are taking everyone else's highlight reel, and we are we are we're taking them and comparing them to um, to our reality. And so we're trying to implement all these things uh, over and over and over again. And so basically, at the end of the day, what we do is we find ourselves just with our wheels spinning uh, that we haven't accomplished. Uh, anything. We're struggling. We're exhausted. And uh, really, I just reached a point in ministry where I was just, I was just facing burnout. And uh, man, I had all these great ideas that I was implementing. Uh, I was hearing about all these incredible things that, you know, people at conferences were telling us. And, and, uh, and man, it just was not working uh, for us. And uh, so the passion of mine of discovering my DNA um, really came from just self-experience uh, and realizing that I was trying to accomplish everything. I had this desire to do everything because it was working in other places, uh, but for some reason, uh, it wasn't working where I was. And so uh, anyways, um, so I was struggling and, and exhausted. And so that's really where the heart of it came. And uh, you know, here's, here's what I've come to, to realize, and it's simply this, if, if everything is important to me, uh, well, then nothing is important. And what I mean by that is if I try to do uh, everything, well, I'm actually, I'm not going to do anything because every time that I say yes to something, the reality is, is that I'm saying no uh, yeah, to something good. else. Yeah. And, you know, I know sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a flip side to that and that's, and that's good. Uh, but um, to say yes to everything, man, you know, it's only 24 hours in a day. And every time that we say yes to something, that means we're saying no uh, to something else. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, are some things, what are some things, Jonathan, and even Devin can chat in. You know, on this podcast, we kind of, you know, I was telling y'all, it's raw, it's real. We don't do takes or anything. And, and you already talking about some things. I know it resonates with TJ and I. You talk about how, you know, you go to this conference and you're like, oh, man, that's good. I'm going to take that. And you go home and you're like, that was terrible. That did not work at all. And you go, you know, like you said, you hear, read a book and you hear this idea uh, and, and it may be, may be great, but it doesn't fit. Maybe what are some things by your own experience, yourself, even Devin, what are some things that you, you have found yourself trying before and you're like, man, that didn't work because I, I was either doing it in the wrong way or just like the DNA wasn't matching, you know, just like maybe share a, a story or two. Yeah. So, you know, um, man, whether it's, you know, something with, we're seeing like, uh, you know, guest connections working with something else. I know it was a podcast you had the other day. In fact, we, we took a few things from that. But, you know, like so many people do guest connections in, in, in their own particular way, or maybe it's a way of discipleship. Um, maybe it's an element of, of, of the way that we're going to lead um, uh, our team. And uh, anyways, you know, th there's been countless things that, uh, you know, that we have tried to, to implement. And for some reason, they just didn't work out. Um, but anyways, uh, the, uh, um, you know, Devin, do you want to, you want to share a little bit about the, the story that has greatly impacted us and really what changed the trajectory of us as far as, uh, with, um, uh, with Chick-fil-A? Yeah. So we heard this great story, uh, from Jeff Henderson, who was, uh, like a VP, uh, uh executive for Chick-fil-A. 
and uh, and they were trying to determine as an organization what their mission was, and so uh, kind of like in a uh, in like a conference room type setting, they they begin to discuss all of, all the things that they want to to be as an organization, and they came up with probably several phrases or or a paragraph worth of things um, that and 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 they've had some competition with Boston market and things like that. But then they, they, they just begin to continue to narrow down what that mission was uh, to a single sentence. And we all know it, eat more chicken, eat more chicken, yeah. eat more chicken. That it was so simple. And so that, that everything else didn't matter anymore unless it had something to do with uh, just getting people to eat more chicken. And so, and you see that everywhere in the organization, uh now yeah that's good what do you what do you think sometimes you know kind of what we're talking about right here is just that laser focus the implementation of kind of getting it to a thought getting it to a um you know a thought pattern a a target on the wall i guess you know we talk a lot about having targets on the wall what do you think sometimes get in gets in the way from us as leaders when it comes to chick-fil-a eat more chicken i mean how many how's how's playing you know, how much more plain can you get than like, hey, that's what they're all about, you know? What's some things that you've seen either in your, in your own personal life or maybe as you talk to other men and women in ministry that, that sometimes gets them off of focus of like, you know, what you were saying, Jonathan, they're saying yes to everything and in turn saying no to some things. Yeah, so, so it definitely is partly trying to do everything uh, and, and not being able to say no to some things. And sometimes, honestly, uh, Matt, it's just, well, I haven't seen anybody else do it that way. Yeah. And so th then we have this fear of maybe pioneering something uh, that we haven't seen done before uh, mm -hmm. because we're just too used to maybe modeling different things we've seen. And, uh, but, but when you feel like maybe you've got something you're passionate about, uh, and you just have to pioneer it. You just have to wander out there, try some things, uh, and, and go from there. Yeah, that's good. PJ, Absolutely. you got something? Yeah, well, I was you. You made that statement. You even just you kind of hit on it again, Devin. Uh, you know, like the, if everything is important, then nothing is. Um, and and just kind of like tying in a little bit, you were talking out like in the very beginning about burnout, like sort of like you you can work and you spin your wheels, you feel burning out. Like when you're doing this, you're trying to figure out what your D is. You're trying to figure out what is it that is going to flow through our ministry. What's it gonna look like when people from the outside look in? Like, what was that process a little bit when you're trying to figure out, well, well, what is important? You know, like, it's, like for me, like I, I'm sitting here, you guys are talking, I'm trying to think to myself, well, what, what's important to me? Like, what, what are things that I'm never gonna say no to? And what are some things that I should say no to like right after this podcast, right after I'm done listening to you guys? Like, what did that process look like for you guys when you're really trying to hand it down? Yeah, so, man, John, what a great question. You know, basically, um, we have this question that, that we ask ourselves, and it's simply this, what do you want to be known for? So everything that we do yeah. is filtered through this whole idea of, man, what is it that we want to be known for? And if it's not filtered through that, and we can't answer the question based on what it is that we have defined as a core value, because let me say this, what you value determines what you do oh, that's really good and um and so like you know if, if you're like man someone that is doing everything and or maybe you're unsure of what it is that you value one of the one of the biggest things that you can
ask or is to sort of uh, uh, zoom out and just look at your schedule, look at your calendar, and then you'll be able to determine what it is that you value simply by what you do. And that's yeah. the thing that goes back to you know, wanting to do everything is we just sort of get in this, this routine of wanting to accomplish so much. But if we, if we narrow in the focus and we just sort of develop the central theme of what is it that we want to be known for, then that's going to solve a lot of problems and help us to discover our DNA. That's good. So, that's good. What, what is it there? Maybe, maybe put that in context for ministry. Devin and Jonathan, what is it that you value? What do you want to be known for? For y'all there, what is that? What does that thought process look like? Where are you at in that thought process? Do you ha- are you at that point? Like, what does it look like in your in your ministry context? Yeah. So as we begin to ask this question, what do we want to be known for? Uh, we we really came back to this this central theme that that really we've been we've been preaching a lot about. We've been we've been talking about with our leaders and. Uh, and we we're discovering that this really is a part of our DNA. And that is this, is that we want to be a community of young people where it is impossible to be alone. That's it's impossible. Yeah. And that means that we have leaders that are intentional in seeking out students and seeking out those that look like they're in need or they look like they're uncomfortable. That means we're purposeful about making relationships. It means we're purposeful about communicating to parents uh, because we want to create this community where it's impossible for students to feel alone. And this is the thing, when we are talking about uh, what you want to be known for, that, that very thing, it has to solve another problem. And so we had to ask ourselves then two questions. What do we want to be known for? But what does every middle school and high school student in Lafayette and Tippecanoe County need? And if what, we, what we're known for solves that problem, well, then I, I, we think that we're going to make a, a great impact in the kingdom of God. And so we want to be known for making this community where it's impossible for a young person to feel alone. And the problem that it solves is that every middle school and high schooler wants to matter. That's good. They want to matter. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to somehow ingrain it into our culture where they could walk in by themselves or in a group or for the first time or for the hundredth time and feel accepted, feel like they just walked in home and it's impossible to feel alone. And I would say this, and when students begin to catch that, they will take that to their campuses. And when we begin to live this out with purpose, I think we'll make it impossible for a student in our city to go to hell. That's good. So good. I love that. Looking at your community and that right there is, it's applicable to any culture, any community that, that you're in, whether you're youth pastoring in Lafayette, Indiana, Valparaiso, out west, down south. But, but I love that so many times, I think, y'all said something so good there. So many times we pick a, this is what I want to be known for, that doesn't even solve or meet a problem that's in that community. And, right. and, and man, what y'all what said y'all? about, man, we want to be known for this. This will solve this problem in this community. Like you're, you're doing both things. And I think, yeah, that's a home. I mean, you're setting yourself up for a home run in ministry when you begin to apply those, those things. Why do you think we miss that sometimes when it comes to that thought process though, that we're looking and we're, and we're not even solving a problem that we're seeing. What, where do you think, where do you think that disconnect comes from? Hey Matt, I want to, I want to hit that question in a second, but there's something that I, I want to piggyback on what Devin just said, man. I don't want it to slip through the crack. 
we're, as we're thinking about this whole idea of what we want to be known for, um, everything that we do, and I think it's so important that uh, youth pastors understand this, that we filter everything that we do through that value. So like every decision that we make, every, every, every calendar item that, that we throw up, you know, like it is, it is something that we filter through uh, this question that we ask, what do we want to be known for? And so what that does, it allows for us to create excellence in those few things. Instead of trying to do everything, we've narrowed the focus down to just one thing or a few things and we become excellent at that. I'm a, I'm a huge like Chick-fil-A guy. And to be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of their food, man, but I, I love, I love their organization and what it is that, that they've been able to accomplish, man, until someone out, uh, outdoes them, then I'll, I'll start finding other stories. Uh, but man, there was this, uh, there's a story from, from back in the 1990s and uh, Chick-fil-A, um, it faced its, its first main, uh, competition and the competition, as Devin mentioned earlier, was a, was Boston Chicken, and it later became known as Boston Market. It's probably what most people uh, know know them as. And uh, so, uh, Boston Chicken had this huge expansion plans, and and they wanted to reach a billion dollars of sales uh, by the year 2000. And uh, and so Chick Fil A, man, they they found themselves just really really nervous about this. And so they started having conversations. They, they met corporately together. And, uh, you know, the, the whole conversation was just over this idea of how do we grow bigger faster? How do we get bigger? How do we get bigger? How do we get bigger? And how do we do this? How do we do this faster? And, uh, and so as I understand the story, um, the owner of Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy, uh, he's, he's at the end of the table and he's listening to all the suggestions uh, that have been given by all the CEOs and the corporate people. And it reaches this moment where he, he slams his hand on the table and he says this, he says, gentlemen, I'm sick and tired of hearing about us getting bigger. What we need to start doing is getting better. And when we get better, the customer will demand that we get bigger. And when I heard that statement, man, that is something that, that greatly that changed me. And, you know, we try to implement that in everything that we do. And so now because we're not focused on everything, we're just focused on our DNA, what it is that we want to be known for. We can now excel, bring excellence to those areas uh, instead of just halfway doing everything. That's so good. I love, I love what, what, you was, what you said, what you piggybacked off that you was talking about the filtering process, the target, you know, on the wall that you know what it is. I think a lot of times in ministry that, that will even, as we begin to understand our DNA and understand the culture and understand what we're trying to, uh, you know, accomplish in our community, man, how much pressure does that take off of our back? I know, I know, I know, and you've probably felt this before too, Jonathan and Devin, sometimes in the church world, you begin to look around at everything in your community and you're like, man, you know, this is, needs to happen. This needs to happen. And, and here's this need and here's this need. And sometimes we stretch ourselves so thin out of compassion that we have, you know, which is a good thing. But, um, but sometimes then if we say no to something, we feel guilty. I'm like, well, man, we're the church and we're the youth ministry. We need to be doing, but as you have that filtering system to even, man, how much, how much more that even helps the, I guess the guilty conscience, so to speak that like, Hey, we're, this is our filtering system. This, this matches our DNA. This doesn't match our DNA. I remember a conversation we had, with some, a couple of our small group leaders, they were, long story short, they were just upset with something that was happening in our student ministry because it wasn't 
and, and it was such an easy conversation. It wasn't a matter of opinions. The conversation piece we got to have, we would go back to the table. Hey, here's our DNA. Here's our target on the wall. Here's why we're doing what we're doing. And immediately they're like, yep, you're right. That You're right. And it wasn't a, well, I want to do this. And he says, no, it was just, hey, what's our DNA? What's, what are we trying to accomplish? I think that's so good, man. So good. Yeah. John, you want to you hop in? You want to say something? Well, I, I guess I had uh, one question that it kind of pertains to both of you guys like Jonathan you've been you've been there for for what about four four yeah, years now four years and then with Devin with you coming on about I guess what six months ago it sounds about you've been there working with Jonathan for about six months you just came on this past September correct uh yeah uh September oh September okay so a little bit a little bit longer um so like when you came on and you're working there and Jonathan's got a DNA that he's working and you've coming in with your experience, how did you guys come together and then say, you know what, this vision, let's, let's hit the ground running. Let's work together towards this vision. Like what, what did that look like for you? Man, it was just a lot of conversations just like this, you know, uh, I think coming in uh, and joining the student ministry here, you know, I'm able to come with, perspective i'm able to come with a fresh set of eyes sometimes we just need someone with a fresh set of eyes but uh but what i think what made uh, our part makes our partnership so great is the different giftings we have and uh and so uh, and we work so well together that we can just have conversations just like this yeah and we can ask hard questions about the student ministry and and about one another and and then begin to just kind of identify these things asking these questions like what do what are the values of this student ministry? And at first we would look at each other and both say, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then we, then we begin to ask, well, what do we want to be known for? And that value will determine what we do next. That's so good. So y'all talked about, you know, understanding the power of what to say yes to what to say no to. You talked about, you know, understanding like, Hey, what do we want to be known for? You know, does that solve a problem? What, what else is it? Would you add, to the, to the implementing your DNA, understanding your DNA in, in the ministry context? What, what's another thing that y'all would add to that? Yeah, well, we have to now take it this from an idea, right? right? And just because we have an idea, we've accomplished nothing until right. we do something about it. So we, we, we're taking this concept of we, we want to create a community of young people where nobody feels alone. And, uh, but now we, we've taken that and we've turned it into language that now our leaders can carry. We, we, language that we can begin to implement and how we talk. And then on the practical side, doing things um, in which we are, we are living that out to where if we never said it, if we didn't have a sign that said it, if it wasn't written on our walls, would students still believe that that is our core value? Would students still know it by experience? And so we, we've developed things uh, for our leaders to do and our, and our student leadership to do uh, to be intentional about that very statement of what we want to be known for very good what does that look like you talked about the language again and i know you referenced the story of chick-fil-a earlier what does that look like in y'all's context when it comes to your language with your leaders your language with your students i know a lot of times and i've done this in the past i guess i'll speak from experience i get this great idea this great vision get it in a language that people can understand and i make the mistake of I say it one time and that's it. Like one time on a Wednesday night sermon, you know, I'm like, this is our launch night. We're going to go at it. We're yeah. going to launch this. And I'll say it one time in a message and then you don't hear about it. Like I said, you don't implement it six months from now. Maybe just start from there, even talking about the language in general 
in particular, what does that look like? How often in a, in a ministry context, should you be here? Like those kind of things. Yeah. Well, sometimes Matt, as you know, it's just, it's uh, about sometimes you're saying the same thing just in a different way. That's good. Uh, yeah. That just helps it drive the value deep into your organization. We're talking about DNA. So there has to be traces of DNA in every member of our body. So every, every student, every leader, uh, there, there needs to be this trace of the, of the DNA of the culture that we're developing. Uh, one of the ways that we've helped implement the, this idea of a community of young people where nobody will be alone is we created something we call the five eyes. And this is the five eyes of our student leadership. Uh, basically, this is being purposeful about this mission. And, uh, and the five eyes simply this, I'll tell them to re real quick. Uh, number one is to initiate. So this is uh, basically uh, our leaders and the ones we've identified as student leaders, we have them in intentionally uh, initiating with someone they've never seen before, with someone that's new but they don't know, or maybe someone that just hasn't been here for a long time. So we want them to initiate contact as soon as they see him. Um, and then number two uh, in our five eyes, we want them to, to identify. So after you initiate contact, identify who they are. Ask them what their name is. Yeah. Ask them what school they go to. Identify hobbies, interests, anything. And just identify these types of things. Maybe it's a need that they have. So we initiate it. We identify something about them. And then the third eye is to invite. So we want to invite them to join in with us. So uh, in our student ministry, we, we have a gymnasium. We have some other things before service. Invite them to shoot hoops. Invite them to do something. Invite them to sit with you. Uh, invite them to return next week when you see them at school. So we want to invite. The fourth I is to illustrate. So, so we want our leaders and our students then to illustrate for them what serving is. Illustrate worship so that that we are going to model these things for the students. A model for them what it means to be engaged during the message. Model for them integrity when you're at school and, the, and, and they're around you. So, and then the last I is uh, imitate. In other words, just keep doing all these things. Do it again, week in yeah. and week out. Yeah, yeah, love it. That's so good, so good. I hey, love, Matt, I me, love, go ahead. Matt, let me say this, man, because I, I know that maybe one of the difficulties is, is, is really just understanding, do I have a DNA uh, in my ministry? And um, here's the one thing that I would, I think is so important that, is an initial step that no one can overlook. And that is just assessing where you currently are. And so, you know, if, if you're a youth pastor and you have a team of people, I would encourage you to hand them a blank piece of paper and a pen and to say, to ask the question, hey, what do we value? And if, if your team cannot articulate word for word what it is that you value, then I would suggest that your organization is likely spinning wheels. You're either trying, or maybe you're trying to accomplish everything uh, or you're likely heading for trouble. And, um, and and so I would just, you know, like as a starting point, just simply just hand a piece of paper to your team, hand a pen and just say, hey, can you can you share what we value? Do you know what we value? Yeah. And if you find that, you know, you get all these paperback and it's all these different words, uh, all these different words and all these different sayings and all these different values, well, everyone's working in completely different directions. So, and so you know, your overall goal, your overall central theme, what it is that you're about, you're not really accomplishing that. Yeah, yeah. so good, man. And, and that's what you was talking about, culture, DNA, like all of that. The bad news is that all takes time, which a lot of us, we want the culture, we want the DNA, you know, we, we're like, hey, let's implement this next week, you know, next month we're here. 
what what we're talking about, which is the joys, though, I think, of ministry, man, is is hand in hand, it's in the trenches, it's messy. You know, it, you have you're you're having to Devin was talking about it, your your communication it's being talked about over and over. It's not just a one-time thing. And I think it's so important. I, we often see it again. I know y'all have probably seen it in your ministry. I've seen it in my own personal ministry time that if we're not intentional about creating the culture we want to see, one will be created that we don't want to see. That's right. It will be something that you look, step back and you look at you like, this is not at all, you know, this is not at all what we're wanting to see. And so, yeah, so good, so good about assessing. I love that. I'm going to do that in my next meeting, Jonathan. I'm taking it down, and I'm going to use it, man. And the initiate, identify. I just stole it all. That's my next coaching block for our students. So, yeah. Well, I'm doing, um, this, is, this is basically our ministry now. Yeah, What's basically. We are, our next three leadership meetings is this. We are yeah. now launching another youth ministry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what would be the next step then, I guess, like as you begin to look at the DNA, as you're looking at those things, to, to implement, to create that culture? What would you add? What would you add next, um, Jonathan, Devin, in, yeah. in that process? You know, I, I would say that you just got to become known for that value. And you, you even talked about it right there, Matt, you know, but it's got to show up in your visuals and it's got to show up uh, from a practical perspective too. And so whatever your DNA is, you know, what it is that you value, what it is that you want to be known for, man, it should be plastered on your t-shirts, uh, it should be, there should be signage that indicates that, man, it needs to be a part of, of, of your social media. Um, and so it should just be everywhere that students look, but also there should be a practical side of it as well. Meaning if you were to take down every visual that your students would still recognize and know that that is what you are known for. And uh, so, man, there's got to definitely, you got to be known for that value. And it comes from a visual side, a marketing side, and also a practical side. Yeah, so good. Devin, you want to add something to that? or Yeah, when it comes to discovering your DNA and, and these, this practical and visual, if you don't have the heart behind it, mm. it it's just, it's not going to go as far. Um, so if, if, if we were to just do it like step by step, maybe what somebody else did, well, that was birthed in that person's DNA, right? Yeah, but from a place in their heart. But for us, what we're doing is is something. Some of these things that we've never seen before, uh, and it's just because it is it is what we just feel God is calling us to do. So we have this passion about it that now we can put a process to, and we just believe that it's, it'll just continue to be fruitful. Yeah. So what what you're saying is the model sometimes that you can implement in other. You might hear it at a book, you might hear it at a conference, yeah. models, things, sure. but the intricacies and the strategies are definitely going to come more from, from what God's doing in your own life, what God's doing in your own city, your own youth ministry. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. PJ, you want to add something? Well, I was just going to say, like, what it sounds like to me and just like hearing your guys' heart, how much easier it is to, uh, to live and be a part of a ministry that you've created that's truly your heart and your passion right? Like it's, it sounds like, um, I don't know, maybe you can share a little bit of just like what that looks like. And, and the re like, I don't want to say relief, but the joy that comes out of the fact that, that what you've created now, what that looks like operating in that, that type of ministry that now that it's your DNA, you're not again, having to do what everybody else does, but now you're doing, you know, you're doing you. And, and maybe just talk about like, about like now how that feels like how that how that operates, the smooth, like, 
aspect of that ministry. Yeah, John, you really, you really nailed some, some, some key components to that, man. Uh, Devin and I, over the course of our time being together, as we, as we really begin to focus in on this question, what do we want to be known for? Um, we have said over and over again that there is a freedom to our ministry that we've, we've never been able to experience. It gives us the right to say no to things uh, simply because, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't fit within our, our DNA. Um, there, is, there is a level of joy that we have. It's recreated a passion in our ministry. And a lot of it is, is because the DNA is birthed with inside of us. It's not something that we have taken from someone else. Right. Yes, we, we go to conferences, we read books, we listen to podcasts, leadership lessons, and, and all that stuff. And that you know, helps sort of shape some of the things, but that's not what was birthed inside of us. And so the DNA was something that God placed in our hearts. And, um, and so because of that, and that being the central theme, man, it has provided a freedom and a joy to ministry, a passion for ministry that, man, we've never been able to experience before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I would just say simply echoing what Devin just said, it's, it's, it's simply because it wasn't taken from another, another ministry. So. Yeah, so good. That's awesome. Real quick, I want you to share the story, Jonathan, or, or Devin can, because uh, I know you shared it with me on the phone, but I loved basically a phrase that your ministry is is gearing towards which i don't know if you've released it yet so if i'm if i'm like spilling the beans and you're like we can't put this on the podcast yet um but you know because again a lot of times we think like all right i gotta get to a conference gotta get a book and it's amazing how how and at the places god can speak to you and can put something inside your heart that again can be that can become like a ministry in yeah. industry context again now if i'm messing something up and you're like matt you're an idiot we can't say this in the <laughs> podcast right now no. that's totally cool but jonathan told me this story i even shared it with pj it's the coolest story ever so Devin, you got to share it yeah well well i'm going to share uh what we can uh but basically basically our idea is to create this community of young people where it's impossible to be alone and with that we want to narrow that down so far that it is a language that's easily integrated into our culture. And we have actually narrowed down who we are. We have narrowed down what we want to be known for to two words. And, uh, and it's kind of like, you know, Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'll just tell you ours is eat more chicken. Uh, and so uh, it, it was just been, been narrowed down so tight. We, ours is just two words. Uh, we, it is, is not been released yet. Yeah, you're not, not listen, it's not eat more chicken because people are like, wait, did he just, no, 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 two words. Is, we I have our version, words. we yes. have our version of eat more chicken, yes. ours is only two words. I and, know uh, the two words, y'all just can't say it on, on, on the podcast. because just can't say it yet. So go ahead, so go ahead. Okay, we're launching it to our team uh, <laughs> yeah. in June, and, uh, and then we'll be launching it to our students come August, and uh, so, man, you know, that was one of the things about doing this, that we were like, man, we, we sort of wish we could, we yeah. could share in fullness and yeah. uh but uh man what we'd love to come back even and uh, and share a little bit about what that is and, and and how it's and how it's playing out that that would be cool to maybe maybe we could set y'all up for another one to come back and say hey you have this new launch you've done it what is it looking like those kind of things i interrupted i'm sorry Devin, but share the story though how those two words came about because i think it's i think it's a cool story well we were we were battling with this question of what we want to be known for and all these things and it was something that, that I, I, I actually just said by accident. Uh, we, were, we were in Atlanta and uh, we were at the breakfast buffet in the hotel room and in the hotel lobby. And, and uh, as, I, 
as I was doing that, I had this interaction with a woman there and Jonathan was with me and these words came out of my mouth. I turned to him and I, and I repeated them to him. Like I just had this aha moment. Like we've been struggling about what, how do we integrate this? How do we simplify it down? And, uh, and that's how it was birthed right there. Like Holy Spirit just said, that was it. That is everything that, that you, that you want to be known for. See, I love that's it, man. Cool. In that's Atlanta, cool. Georgia. You're trying to get it out of me. You're not going to get no. it out. <laughs> In Atlanta, Georgia, hotel lobby buffet, you have a God moment. And you're like, yes, yeah, man. this is going to be it. That's, that's what I love. That's what I love. Well, man, I know we've been hanging out for a little bit. And, gosh, we could probably talk forever. Um, man, any final, any final thoughts y'all want to throw to someone when it comes to DNA, implementing DNA, understanding your own DNA, any words of encouragement? Uh, or anything. Yeah, Matt, man, let me just, let me just end on this. You know, I, man, I just want to encourage um, youth pastors uh, to really just pause and uh, to reflect on whether or not they feel overwhelmed, if they feel burned out, uh, if they just feel like their, their ministry is struggling. And, and if so, I would, I would caution the idea that it's simply because they are trying to implement too much. And uh, man, for them just to, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, to centralize the idea, to really ask the question, what is it that we want to be known for? And man, I'm telling you, if you can identify that and you can put it into language that your vision carriers can take it, your leaders, your students, man, it will, it will change the dynamic of, of ministry. It will set a passion uh, and a joy and a freedom within you that, that you've never experienced, man. And so my hope and uh, uh, it, well, my hope is simply that, that, you know, youth ministries all across our nation, man, would just be able to really identify what their DNA is, that they would be able to identify what they want to be known for. Cause I'm telling you, man, it will, it will revolutionize uh, youth ministry. So good. So good. Devin, what about you, man? Any, any final thoughts or anything? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. When, when, when we're able to do these things, uh, we, we operate in a confidence that we only get from the Lord because we know that we're doing uh, exactly what, we, what he has called us to do. And that is exactly what he wants us to be known for. So, That's so good. That's yeah. so good, man. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate y'all. We got to have you back on after the launch so we can hear all about it. I tried my best, Devin, to get it out of <laughs> You just don't go give it to me, man. It's just yeah, a big, give it to you, man. It's a big teaser <laughs> just to get him back. Yeah, it's a teaser for the next episode. Yeah. We're going to leave everybody on the cliffhanger. They now got to come back so they can hear the vision statement, so they can hear how it went, the launch and everything. But, hey, real quick, if people want to follow you, people want to connect with you, um, how can, maybe if you want to shoot an email, uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, even if you want to promote your, your local student ministry, if people want to check you out. Because I will say, we didn't even have time to talk about this, PJ, but PJ and I have been watching them. They do some killer media stuff and yeah. uh and man y'all do a killer job with that and so but how can how can people contact you connect with you uh how, how they want to do that yeah you can find us on facebook and instagram all that stuff uh jonathan bowl uh devin galloway also our our student ministry uh nexus nine twelve underscore six eight uh on instagram and facebook uh uh, and Matt, you can see these things changing here in the future. Our, 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 uh, our church organization is, we're going through name changes summer. We'll be currently, uh, we are first assembly community ministry, but to be known as river city church. And, uh, so we will be river city students. Uh, but what you will see is two words that, uh, 
You just gotta you gotta come find us and find out what those two words are gonna be. Straight up, man. Those two words uh, starting uh, in August, man, and uh, we can't wait to get that out there. And uh, man, yeah, so definitely, definitely follow us, man. And also, you can email us, man, any questions that somebody might have. Um, it's our it's our last names. It's b o h l at firstag.org. And for Devin, it is Galloway at firstag.org as well. So awesome, man. Hey, thanks again, man, for y'all's time. I know y'all are super busy guys and y'all are just killing it uh, in Lafayette, Indiana. Even though we got a Duke fan and an Ohio boy, it's still good, man, <laughs> to be able to do ministry together. And, hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to hit up Jonathan and Devin, two very awesome guys, man. They're legit. They're legit people, and you definitely want to get to know yeah. them. So, hey, I appreciate y'all hanging out with us today. Thanks, guys. Hey, man, it was awesome. See you, John. See you, Matt. Yo, that was that was some good stuff, Matt, bro. That was awesome. My mind is full right now. Now, if you had one word right now, and I was gonna guess it, it would be cool. Uh, it would. It would be. It would be <laughs> nice. It would be nice. Yeah, it would <laughs> yeah. be nice. Like, dude, my head, my head is just literally really big. about to explode. No, oh, come on, like man, like blown, real? like no, it's blowing my head, up. My head is about to explode on on some man. Some of the stuff they said. Anything. Anything that they said, PJ, that uh, sticks. Don't make me laugh, man. Anything that they said that sticks out in your mind from the podcast. I, I guess, like, what I really love is I. I just really, really love their heart. Just hearing, you know, like for them, it's about it's about making sure it's about everybody else. What everybody else in their community, in their church, you know, making sure that that is they feel that their needs are being met what it sounds like even before they step foot in their student ministry and in yeah. their church it's they're asking though what about you you know yeah, type exactly. of thing what is it that what is it that you desire what is it that you need what 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 do you have to have met and then and they're basically just saying now we're going to make this about you yeah. and, and i just i love that that was legit man they said some great stuff and i know right there towards the end I know I asked them a question. They couldn't necessarily share everything they was wanting to share because they haven't unveiled it yet mm -hmm. in their local student ministry. So, dude, you know we're going to have to have them back. Oh, next we, fall. we have to have them. We got to we got to have them back in the fall and kind of hear how it went. And but hey, it was a great episode today. I hope I hope y'all enjoyed it. Jonathan Ball and Devin Galloway from Lafayette, Indiana, two very sharp guys. Make sure you connect with them, hook up with them. Hey, tell them one more time before we get out of here, PJ, if they want to email us a question, uh, want to connect with us, how do they get in touch with us again? Email us at matt at essentialcoaching.us and john at essentialcoaching.us. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Hey, thanks for joining us again today. Hope you enjoyed it.